Thank you, Lord. The presence of the Lord is indeed in this place. I have a word from the Lord today. I do not say that lightly. I say that sincerely, and I say that with all trust in Almighty God, who is already demonstrating, already confirming His Word. And amen, but I believe there might be a little bit more in Jesus' name. Stand with me if you're not standing, please. I want to read one verse of Scripture. So, brothers, I gave you Acts 3, 1 through 10. Just drop down to verse 6. It's fine. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. Give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. For just a few minutes of your time, I'm going to take those words, such as I have, and make of my title. Lord Jesus, your word is anointed and appointed for this very moment. Let my tongue be the pen of a ready writer and inscribe your word upon the hearts of each and every person in this room and watching online. For without you, we are nothing. So let there be a demonstration of your spirit and power as there already has been, but more. And confirm your word with signs following. Let me walk in your spirit and not in my flesh. And everyone said in Jesus' name. You may be seated. God bless you. Such as I have. God established his church upon himself, the solid rock. He built it to last. His purpose is for his church to grow. His purpose is for it to continue steadfastly in his love and truth. Sadly, there is a false doctrine that is infiltrating Christianity today that says signs and wonders and miracles were only for the first century. But let me remind you today that a man or a woman with an argument is always at the expense of a man or a woman with an experience. When I was nine years old, I had a high fever of over 104 spinal meningitis, in and out of a comatose state. The doctors actually told my parents, they said, you need to prepare for a funeral. He's not coming home. Well, last Wednesday I celebrated my 51st birthday. I'm still alive. The doctors were wrong and Jesus was right. You've come too late to tell me that miracles were only for the first century. Oh, hallelujah. I'll never forget the first time it happened or the eighth time it happened. But I remember eight different people that I've laid my hand upon their chest. And I've said, God, give them a brand new heart. And God has done that. I've seen cancers disappear. I've seen somebody who the, 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 the uh, beeper thing was flatlined. And we prayed. And life came back in. And that thing began to jump up and down again. I've seen God put an eardrum in somebody's ear. I've seen God heal. I've seen somebody right up this aisle jump out of their wheelchair and dance before the Lord. 
You've come too late to tell me that miracles don't happen anymore. I saw a man on the last Sunday of this year, this previous year, come in after a three-year-ago Bible study, walk in, repent of his sins, right over here, filled with the Holy Ghost, get baptized in Jesus' name. Why? Because God is still in the miracle-saving business. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've seen cancer disappear. I've seen broken bodies healed. I've seen marriages come together. I've seen broken hearts mended. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Uh Uh-uh. I've seen real-life resurrection. I've seen mental health restored. Don't you dare try to tell me he can't do it. Ah. I've seen families reunited. I've seen prodigals return. Are there any prodigals in the room? Come on. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen troubled souls delivered. I've seen addicts finally free. <laughs> ah, I see cities in revival. <laughs> I see salvation flooding our streets. Don't you tell me he won't do it. <laughs> I see glory filling nations like the world has never seen. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Because I know he can. Ha, such as I have. I want to tell you a little bit about this man. He was laid at the gate beautiful. It was called beautiful because it was. It's capital in our Bibles because its name was Beautiful Gate. Some say it was 90 feet tall. It was ordained with all sorts of jewels and gems. It was a beautiful gate to behold. In fact, in order to get to the temple, you had to pass by that gate. And so anytime you come to Jerusalem, you're going to walk by the gate beautiful to get to the temple. This means at the daily hour of prayer. This means for all the feasts. This means for any other time you're coming to the temple. This man, we know from Acts chapter 4, verse 22, he was above 40 years of age. We know from Acts 3, verse 1, that he was lame from his mother's womb. We know that people laid him daily at the gate. Can I tell you something about perseverance? Can I pause for a minute and say there's something about not giving up on your dream, not giving up on your prayer? Can I preach to you for just a minute and tell you that if you've asked once, ask twice. If you've asked twice, ask thrice. Keep on asking. Keep on praying. Keep on believing. Don't give up. Hallelujah. Laid daily. Now, in a practical sense, Brother Matthew, it was was very practical because if everybody had to pass, that's the best place for a beggar to lay to get alms, right? So there was a practical reason, too. And so he would lay there and beg. It was also practical because as people are going to the temple, 
The Jews practice a, a, a sense of if they give to the poor, God will bless them. It's kind of this, you know, uh, bartering almost system. And so they would, they would give a little bit more because I'm going to the temple and I want God to give to me, so I'm going to bless the poor. So it was very practical. This man uh, ha- had some ingenuity. But on this particular day, now, I don't want anybody to answer me. Everybody just, you know, get your, 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 your you know, dead look. Don't, don't give it away here. But, uh, you know, you see those people out on the sides of the street, you know, and, and what do we do? We're like, I'm not going to look over there. Because if you catch eye contact, they're going to think, oh, they've got something for me. Right? And so we pull up to the street. We're like, I'm not looking. Not looking. Okay, now I can go. Okay, now I can look, you know. Right? And, and so, Brother Joey, Peter says, I mean, he makes eye contact. Look on us. And we don't. Now, Peter knew he was broke. I mean, it would be kind of cruel to pull up to you know, somebody and, hey, how you doing? I'm broke. <laughs> Sorry. Good luck. <laughs> right? Peter knew this. Look on us. Peter felt something welling up within him. A chapter before, maybe a few days before, he had been filled with the Holy Ghost. He knew something. He knew he had healed before at the authority of Jesus to go out, and now he understood, I can call on that name and God can move. Look on us. And the Bible says the beggar looked on him expecting to receive something. Can I tell you, if you're not expecting to receive something, you won't. But if you're expecting to receive something, you're going to receive something. Pastor, I've seen people come to church and they sit like this the whole time. They don't expect to get nothing. And guess what? They leave and they ain't got nothing. But I've seen other people come through suffering as you taught about, Pastor Trevor. I've seen people come through pain and say, you know what? I ain't got my blessing yet. I ain't got my miracle yet. But God's still good. And they expect to receive something. So, He looked on them expecting to receive something. Obviously, he wanted money. But little did he know, he was getting more than some silver coins. Little did he know, he was going to get more than money. Look on us. Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have. Some of you have been gifted with things in this church. Some of you know what your gifting is in the gifts of the Spirit. Some of you operate already. Thank you for that. Please keep doing it. But all of you have a purpose and a function. It's time to get a boldness in us that says, such as I have. I may not have education. I may not have money. I may not be called to preach. I may not be you fill in the blank. But I have the Holy Ghost. I have the authority of the name of Jesus. I know how to pray. I know how to testify. I know how to share what God's done. I know how to be an available vessel for him to use. I just got a feeling, Pastor Trevor, if somebody would step out on faith, God would step out with them. 
I got a feeling like those four lepers that were sitting on the side. If we sit here, we die. If we go there, we die. If we go that way, we die. We might as well do something. If you'll get up and do something, God will get up with you. Such as I have. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here. Pastor Lucas, can you come and just lay here like a beggar? Or can I sit a little bit like a beggar? There you go. You're begging. You're, you're above 40 years of age, right? Okay. You just had a birthday too. Happy birthday. Amen. Now, if you were Alicia, I'd say you were 29 still. You know, because we've got to be nice to the ladies, but. You and I just keep getting older, don't we? Glory to Dios. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Watch this. He says, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. But notice this. It didn't happen until they connected. The Bible says he reached down, took him by the hand. And lifted him up. And that's when the Bible says his ankle bones and his feet gained strength. Listen, there's got to be contact. And when contact is made, power begins to move. Listen, that woman, when she touched the hem of the garment, when she touched it, Jesus, whoa, something just flowed out of me. When we touch the world. It's not enough to say such as I have. We've got to reach down and lift him up. And when he lifted him up, his ankle bones and his feet received strength. Stay right there for a minute. It's interesting. Luke writes the book of Acts. I don't know if you know that or not. He does. Luke is a physician. Not this Luke, but your Luke, us. But Dr. Luke writes. This is the only place feet is used in the Greek there. So it's specific. It's, it literally is this man's feet and his ankle bones. And so medically speaking, something was wrong. He could not put pressure on those ankle bones. He could not stand on his feet. We don't know what it was. We don't know what we might be able to try to, Brother Matthew, we could probably figure it out today and, and look and, and give an educated guess. But, but whatever it was, it's specific to that. Let me tell you something. When God heals, he does it right. He does it specifically. This man's above 40 years old. He ain't, the Bible says he's lame from his mother's womb. He has never stood on his own two feet until just now. But the Bible says he didn't just stand. He began to leap. He began to praise God. And if that's the temple, he went leaping, praising God in the temple and shouting hallelujah. And the Bible says everybody that saw him knew he was the lame man that used to be out there. Everybody realized God just did a miracle. Come here. Come here. All right. Everybody got all that so far? That's sermon number one. Okay. This is sermon number two. Please be a beggar again. He was above 40 years of age, Brother Jeremy. How old was Jesus approximately when he died and his 
resurrected and ascended, you know. 33. Above 40 years old, 42, 41, 44. We'll just say 44 since you are. Is that a safe guess, everybody? 44 minus 37 is what? Mathematicians in here? Seven. Thank you. Jesus was seven years younger than this man. In other words, when Jesus was 12, he was in the temple. Plus seven, this man's 19. Jesus would have had to walk by this man because he's laid there daily to go into the temple to debate with the lawyer. He would have had to walk back by him. Have a good one. Throughout Jesus' life, we don't know nothing from 12 to 30. We, we have to just sort of, you know, fill in the blanks there because the Bible doesn't tell us. But many other times he'd have come back and worshipped. How's it going? See you around. Jesus at 30 years of old starts his ministry. He starts doing miracles. He starts opening blinded eyes, unlocking uh, the, the mute lips and opening the deaf ears and causing the lame to leap and, and the dead to rise. And all the time, Sister Alicia, he's going to the temple probably seven times a year on minimum, walking by this man. You asked it, Pastor Trevor, why? Why am I suffering? Why am I going through this? Why am I dealing with this? Timing. I don't know when the last time was, but I can imagine Jesus walking by for the last time and thinking to himself, it won't be long now. And about 40 days later, gets his disciples together and says, y'all, it's been real, it's been fun, and it's been real fun. I'll be back. See ya. That's the MTP version. And he ascends. And seven days later, they're gathered in an upper room, and a mighty rushing wind begins to blow in, and it fills all the house where they were sitting, and everybody begins to speak in tongues. And a day or two later, come here, John. A day or two later, Peter and John, man, wasn't that good? Woo! Oh, 3,120 in one day. Hey, man, how about we go to the temple to pray? Come on. I think it's about time to go worship, you know. By the way, they'd have went with Jesus a few times walking by this man. They'd have gone to the temple together. One of those times was when he turned the money changing tables over. And they're walking this time, and all of a sudden, man, isn't God good? I'm telling you, did you, did you feel that, Brother John? Look on us. We ain't got nothing. We're unlearned and ignorant, but we're full of the Holy Ghost. Such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. <laughs> Timing. Sister Nancy, Timing. We can pray. We can ask. We can believe. We can hope. We can get a word. We can get a reaffirmed word. A preacher can come and preach something and confirm it. A dream can happen and confirm it. But eight years later, fulfillment of the dream. Come on, some of you know what I'm talking about. You've prayed for something. You've believed for something. And I want to tell you today, if you're laying at the gate beautiful, even if Jesus has walked by you a few times, 
Worry not, saint of God, because one of his disciples, one of his men and women of God is about to come by and say, I don't have a whole lot, but what I do have, I'm going to give it to you. It's interesting to me that this is the first miracle that we see, other than, of course, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I believe, if nothing else, thank you, it's to illustrate this. That God expects his church to operate in the gifts of the spirit that he's given his church. That is why every Sunday, gifts of the spirit are operating all over this place. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, gifts of healing, gifts of miracles. Come on, prophecy, come on, it's happening. There's been times tongues of interpretation have happened all over this place. It's why it happened today. And it's why God wants to do more. I wonder, is there anyone willing to step out in faith? Is there anyone willing to say, you know what? don't know, but I'll try. Come on. Praise team, could you come? Thank you, sister. Dana. Thank you, brother Travis. Come on. Is there anybody? Thank you, Lexi. Come on. Is there anybody else? I'm willing to step out. I'm willing to step up. I'm willing to be used by the Lord. Thank you, brother Josh. Thank you, sister Joanne. Thank you, brother Connor. Come on. Thank you, saints of God. Thank you, people. Come on. Thank you, brother Keith. I'm willing to step out. I'm willing to believe. I'm willing to believe for God to do my miracle. I'm willing for... Somebody, such as I have. I don't have a whole lot for you this morning. I don't have a fancy sermon, expository sermon for you today. I don't have a homily for you today. But what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. Step out in your faith. Step out in anointing and accomplish what God has for you.